SMQBs, this is episode 80. Yes, 80. And it is our NFL preview show. Uh, once we get through just covering every story that you want to watch this year in the NFL, we give you our Plaxico lock em up picks for the week. Guarantee if you pick in, along with us, you will lose money. So be careful. We have a quick college football recap. We cover Serena, Aaron Judge, Albert Pujols, and Otani. And then the rare week with nobody to punch in the face. So we go right into a couple good lassos. Check it out. Leave us five stars. Thanks for listening. SMQBs, this is episode 80. That means like 20 to go before everyone on here gets a tattoo, right? Got my right. spot. Right. Got my spot. Hey, Rooster. I didn't hear right from Pope. Rooster. Right, right oh. Yeah. It's, it's almost week one of the NFL season. Daniel Jones is your quarterback. <laughs> your season is over and it hasn't started. How are you feeling? Not only is... Daniel Jones, our quarterback, but we're as fast as we possibly can releasing every one of our best defensive players who's not this a rookie. Is, well, I just think this is going to be the season of Daniel Jones. House may have an idea of what I'm referring to here, but I think you're in for a long, long season. I think, Enjoy every uh, intro, every I think we're number one through five draft pick. <laughs> yeah, all five <laughs> much could be. The curse yep. of Dave Gettleman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. think it's okay. I think it's actually the plan. Mm. Trust the process. You think it's the plan? I do. All right. Well, listen, this is uh, episode 80. This should I shouldn't even have to give a clue as to uh the the person who wore number 80 best. If it's not Jerry Rice, you're weird. Uh yeah. So yeah, it's Jerry Rice. Um all right. <laughs> Do we well, need to waste that'll, that'll, save, that'll save us a little time. That was a lot three, of fun. Let's just cover a couple of his highlights here real fast. Three-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, two-time Offensive Player of the Year, 10-time first-team All-Pro, one-time second-team All-Pro. That probably pissed him off. 13-time <laughs> Pro Bowler, six-time NFL receiving yards leader, two-time NFL receptions leader. Holy shit, six-time NFL receiving touchdowns leader, NFL scoring leader. All-rookie team, all-decade team, another all-decade team, 75th anniversary, 100th, one of the absolute, absolute greatest, most career receptions, most career receiving yards, most career receiving touchdowns, most career total touchdowns, most career all-purpose yards. Need we say more? There's a reason nobody had to wait for a clue. You Um, you missed Dancing with the Stars, by the way. (laughs) Ah, Good point. Damn it. That's a good one. And uh, just to, to wrap it all up, where did he go to college? Mississippi Valley State. Yes. Yep. The Delta well Devils. Well the, done. Bigger question would have been, who's number two on that list? Oh. I, I got to say Kellen Winslow. I always remember him as number 80. That's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah Chris Carter. Carter. And Chris Carter, either one. Yeah. James Lofton, Steve good Sargent. One. Good one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are all good ones. Um, well, this is it. It's the NFL uh, preview show. We did fantasy, but this is like the real deal uh, NFL preview show for us. Um, it is, you know, look, the NFL is wild and wacky. Um, you know, for some reason, despite all of the uh, uh, unsavory parts of the NFL, we all still keep coming back for more, right? Right. So here we are. Um, we got week one starting Thursday night. House, what are you looking for this year? You know, when we were talking about like what what are we looking for? I, I was like listing just writing down team names, and after so many teams, I just literally wrote down a question mark. I have so many questions on so many teams this year. I mean I know, I know a couple of you guys, especially Rooster, 
is in love with Justin Herbert, but do you really have the Chargers? Like are the Chargers there? I don't know. I mean, are the are the Bengals? Do they catch lightning in a bottle? Are we really buying stock in in Lamar Jackson, um, Matt Ryan, and the Colts? I don't. You know, is King Hen- like there's nobody other than the Bills and the Chiefs that jumps off the page in the AFC. I, I mean, I'll just stop there. So maybe we can talk about the AFC. But- uh, well, I think your best point is the is the Ravens. The, some people have them winning the North and going deep into the playoffs. But you know, the you have a you do have the question mark with Lamar Jackson and are any of their running backs healthy? And do they have? A Even if proven healthy, wide receiver, they, yeah. do they have a proven wide receiver? No. So, no. God, they're a huge question mark. I mean, if you watch Lamar's fundamentals, if you want to call them that, of throwing, he does not throw the ball well. He can throw the ball far. He's an athlete, but at a certain point, your quarterback can no longer be your number one running back. I do think we we discussed during when we were doing fantasy drafting that that Mark Andrews is is close to number two or number three tight end. I mean, they have an elite, elite tight end, but I'm not buying that stock. And, you know, I don't know. Does is, well, is Mac Jones capable of going to another gear? Are the, are the Patriots capable of going to another gear? Does, does Russell Wilson fit in Denver? That's the one that I had house Russell Wilson. Like I I've seen people putting the, the Broncos in the Super Bowl. What, what in that no. out of the, out of the AFC. But I mean, no. I did, but beyond that, I mean, put aside that they just gave the guy a five-year extension, massive contract it is, I mean, how old is Russell Wilson? Isn't he like 58 at this point? Seems no, like he's, he's, been, he's 33. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's been around I mean, forever. That's pretty old in NFL years, right? I mean, not everybody's Tom Brady. So I, that's Denver, the one that I just keep coming back to like, huh? I don't get it. Denver could legit come in last in their division. I mean, there's a scenario where Devontae Adams changes the Raiders and you've got Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, let yep. alone Broncos making the Super Bowl. I think it's but- either – House, I think you make a really good point about the unknowns and what I'm really because you're right. All these teams are question marks and and it's just you could see them going either which way. I'll be really curious to see which coaches rise to the top. I think this is going to be a year where you see coaches make a big difference. How about the Niners as an unknown? Total, Total unknown. At Trey Lance They're, and and the 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 drama of bringing Jimmy G back to, to yeah. sitting there where he's staring over his shoulder. I mean, yeah. remember the Niners were what five minutes from going to the Super Bowl last year, right? Yep. right. I mean, right. They, but for that, you know, Stafford comeback. I mean, and we're talking about a team that nobody had going to the Super Bowl last year, and now they're a huge question mark because they're changing their quarterback. And five minutes from the Super Bowl with, and they've taken that quarterback. You know, talked benched about him. trading him, talked about yeah. rele- releasing him, benched him, now signed him. I mean, what in the actual fuck, Sanguinetti's is going on with the 49ers? Here's the best argument the 49ers can make. Um, what's his face? Your former Commanders quarterback with the terrible knee story. Um, what was his name? Oh, again? Alex Smith. So Alex Smith was the Jimmy Garoppolo while Trey Lance, the Patrick Mahomes, sat on the sideline. Chiefs went far, but Alex Smith wasn't the guy. Uh, Patrick Mahomes watched. Athletic quarterback comes in. Can Trey Lance, can he be some version of a Patrick Mahomes with an incredibly talented team? That would be the best analog, best argument the Niners can make. No one's buying no one's yeah. well, I, I see the comparison. I just think that I don't think uh, Jimmy G is Alex Smith, and I don't think Trey Lance is Patrick Mahomes. I, I get the I get the analogy. Trey Lance making, can't but... hold Patrick Mahomes' jockstrap. Yeah, I don't think we can say that yet. What do you do? Any of you guys think the Steelers can keep the playoff streak going under Tomlin with this team? I do. You do. I think they can. I'm not saying I'm predicting it. With who at quarterback, Trubisky or Pickett? 
Pickett at quarterback and uh, Pickens as rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. I mean, there's just too many good quarterbacks in the AFC, right? I mean, where, how do they get in? How, where do the Steelers slide in? I, I don't think they do, but I think they can. I think they have yeah. the, they have the mystique. You know, they have the, the defense that seems to rise to the occasion. They their problem is they have no offensive line right now. All right. Well, what speaking about of which, I, mean, I yep. wish Milk was here. How in the world is Tom Brady going to survive with no offensive line? Well, that's what I understood was he was gone for 11 days because he was having cement injected into his rib cage because he's going to get hit so many times. That's the only way he's going to survive. Yeah. Implant black jacket. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I think is interesting is y'all, y'all remember back into the uh, the 80s and the 90s when the NFC just dominated. And, you know, it was just a whoever the AFC team was just the the Bills or whoever was going to be were they were going to be, you know, chum for the uh, Super Bowl. But now I feel like the shoe, even though the Rams won last year, I feel like the shoes on the other foot. I, AFC is where the action is. That's where all the interest is, the top schedules, you know, the best games. They're all in AFC, which I think we talked about this last year when we closed out the, the uh, season gives an opportunity for an, an Eagles team. Uh, you know, the Cowboys, uh, some other <laughs> NFC team, some other this NFC the, team. This is the dumbest up. shit ever at this point. No, no, this no, no. Like, <laughs> no, I, 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 absolutely. I like saying there, there, if, if this is the year where the AFC is all the gems and the NFC is a little bit down, you can be the team in a down NFC period to sneak through into the Super Bowl. I still think the road goes. Sorry, Milk. I still think the road goes through the Rams, but I I, I hear what Milk what Pope is saying. Well, no, I'm not have, saying that the Rams a, aren't going to be there. I'm just saying there's there's a lot of you, there's a lot of openings no. for other teams to step up in the NFC that uh, are are blowing. You the could radar have a right scenario now. where three teams from the AFC West are in the playoffs. Which means there are going to be some good teams that are not in the playoffs from the AFC. The AFC, I yeah. Pope, I think that's Pope's point. And, so and a, I don't disagree a, with above Pope. average team from the NFC can get squeaked through. I I don't disagree with Pope's general point. It was his reference to the Eagles and the Cowboys. Right. He was. It was through. just that's, really his way of getting the Cowboys in there, which was kind of funny. Yeah, no, I, right. That's they, right. They won the division going away last year. I mean, you know, other than their playoff <laughs> choke, they're they're going to be back there this year. You think so? You think they are? Yeah, we'll get there. You got to address offensive line issues. I mean, you got to. Yeah, we took your guy. We took your guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Granddad. Granddad. 56-year-old Jason Peters, I think. Pope, give us the number of yards and the number of touchdowns for one Ezekiel Elliott this year. Jesus. Five and zero. (laughs) Five yards and zero touchdowns. Five, yes. 500 so, yards. So the first play from scrimmage, he's going to be out uh, injured. <laughs> I, I mean, that that's, you know, a massive question mark. The people here are talking about is this Cowboys team going up or down and a lot depends on Zeke. He's got that monster contract. It's an albatross around, you know, our neck. And um, I just don't, you know, obviously he didn't play in the preseason, so I can't give you any any insight there, but anecdotally, they say he's in good shape. You know, he's looking, why did he not play? Whatever. Why did he not play? He didn't play any starters in the preseason. That's, that's, I'm going to say McCarthy, but that's Jerry's philosophy. Mm -hmm. They're, they're not going to risk any injuries in the three. Can I I ask a serious question about the Cowboys? And, And I mean, I hate the Cowboys. I hate them more than anybody, but, but real question. Why does anybody give a shit about them? I mean, when was the last time they won a playoff game? Like, I I don't I just don't get why people continue to look at them as as like a a relevant franchise when they cannot win a playoff game. They're they're all about the show. And, you know, look at Jerry Jones pocketbook. I mean, he he hasn't taken a, a team to the NFC championship in 27 years yet. They've got the number one franchise sports franchise in the world. Um, it's, it's all about the show, you know, smoke and mirrors in Dallas and they're look five of the top 10 games last year, regular season were cowboy games. They I have mean, loyal the, the, fans the number from one, the seventies and yeah. 
they're the they're the team people love to hate too. Look at this: the number one game since 1988 last year. Over 40 million watched the Cowboys and Raiders Thanksgiving game. Over 40 million. That's almost more than every playoff game other than the Super Bowl. It just shows you that they have staying power, even though they suck. Yeah, that's a good uh, jumping off point, though. Uh, go, go ahead, House. Go ahead. I just want to say this about the Cowboys as we kind of do our overarching view of the season. I do believe that Micah Parsons is the best chance of unseating Aaron Donald. Is the I do, too. I agree year. with that. It's Micah totally Parsons true. is an unstoppable beast. force. And if the Cowboys have a chance of going anywhere, it's not on the offensive side of the ball. It's through Parsons. The guy's a leader. He is an elite defender. Every team wishes they could have a Micah Parsons. I think Giants should have had him. Yeah, he's the heir apparent to, to Aaron Donald. By the way, I think Sauce Gardner is defensive rookie of the year. Could be. And um, so what I'm looking for this year is a gigantic step forward from the guy behind me, Justin Herbert. and then. I also think we're going to see a big jump with the Mike Zimmerless Vikings. Oh, that guy held that guy held that that dynamic offense back so badly. I think you're going to see Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook unleashed, and they could be they could take a huge step forward and, and unseat the Packers in the in the NFC North. In the wow, top. they they could, but they also. If they don't, I think they'll get the wild uh, get a wild card. I also think that the uh, Dolphins are going to take a jump this year with that dynamic offense that they have. And I hate to say it, sorry, Bison, but the Eagles, man, they did everything right this offseason. The Giants unloaded their best players just when the Eagles needed a cornerback, and then they got the Saints' safety, was it, or a cornerback? I mean. AJ Their defense Brown. is so much better. They got AJ Brown. The the big question mark is the same as it's been for you know since we started this podcast, the quarterback. <laughs> but if he comes through, man, they're gonna Who, be a super who's, good team. Who's the backup, Toby? To oh, Minshew. You don't love Gardner Minshew? Yeah, it's he, still it's still Minshew, right? Minshew. Yeah, he, if, I think if they started Gard, Gardner right now, they'd probably get, be guaranteed division champion well, well the reason well, i asked the, re- so the, the, the reason Whatever. i asked though to house the reason i asked is you know at what point will hurts start feeling you know the, the real big pressure i mean look whether i believe it or not there is a lot of hype around the eagles right now and you start out zero and two with hurts throwing some ill-advised picks and and not looking sharp i mean at what point in the season they're not going to lose the Lions in Lions. any circumstances. Well, yeah, okay, we're zero and two. I'm going to be recording episode eighty three on a therapist couch. I mean, but, that's not, well, nice. Fine, but, but what with but bandits house, around us? Is house worse. at what point? At what point, though? House does <laughs> does the pressure start? I mean, on, on Hertz. I mean, he's got to deliver. Everybody's saying the same thing. We are. They've done everything right. All of it comes down to if Jalen Hurts can perform at a level that nobody really thinks he has any business performing at. Oh, I think he can. Well, wait a second. I mean, we've just been talking about Jimmy G being five minutes away from a Super Bowl. Right, right. He could be that good. He could be that good. NFC Championship. Jalen Hurts can take the Eagles to the NFC Championship, and I think he's way better than it. I I do think there, there is one... Pa- we, we get way in the weeds here in Philly, but there is one pass in the playoffs that keeps getting shown over and over and over again. It wasn't a bad pass made. It was a receiver that he didn't see that was wide open. And really the knock on Jalen Hurts is whether he sees the open receiver and makes the right throw. But they, they've given them all the pieces on offense and defense. And, you know, what Bison talks about every year, is injuries, whether it's the Eagles or somebody else. I think if the teams stay healthy that we've all talked about, you're looking at Bills, Chiefs, Rams, Eagles. That's what I think. If if, if you have healthy teams. Mm, NFC championship. For I think Eagles. you're right, except I'd replace the Chargers with the Chiefs. Really? Wow. Yeah, I really think they're going to take that step. They've got more talent. But so, that's just me. That's just me. I think, but, I, but, but here's my question to you, House. It's not just receivers that he doesn't see. Remember the Bucks 
playoff game. Sure. Last year. I mean, the Bucks totally confused him. Yeah. Their defense. I mean, he's gotta he's gotta learn to read defenses better, or else you're not gonna get there. But let me ask you about the other Bama quarterback because we skipped over it pretty quick. You talked about it for a second, Rooster. I'm kind of curious on Pope. We've talked about it before. Where are you, Pope, on the whole Tua Waddle Reek Fins thing? Are you buying or selling on that? I'm I'm buying. I love it because what they've done is they've set up Tua to succeed. He doesn't have to hit the long bomb. All he has to do is be accurate, which is how he torched defenses for Alabama by hitting by hitting guys in the slot. So now with Reek, the ultimate slot receiver and speed with Waddle. I mean, I, I can't wait, you know, I, I can't wait to see the Dolphins. That's my team to watch this year. I'm not saying they're going to go to the, you know, next step in the playoffs, but I, I just think they're going to be interesting to watch. And I think that, I think the NFC, the AFC East, I mean, other than the bills is definitely the second slot is up for grabs and I've, I've got the Dolphins and, you know, in that slot, uh, I think they're going to be fun to watch. Now, I don't know anything about their defense, but uh, it's gotten I think much better offensive standpoint. This is Tua's last chance. I mean, if so Tua I can't can't perform with these guys, he's going to be out. They'll be drafting next one next, let's, next year. Let's let's take a step back. You know, in fairness to Tua, he had a um, what could have been a career-ending hip injury. Then and and he comes in during COVID, so he can't train in his own facility in Miami, and and then he comes in and he's got a coach who hates his guts for some reason. Yeah. That was weird. And that was weird, right? And you know, it, I mean this this is his first year where the where his it, it, you know, his coach isn't rooting against him and he's got the team and he's got all this talent. And I mean, I've seen him play live. That guy is a precise passer. All they have to do is implement a West Coast offense and throw and you saw that bomb that he threw to Reek and and he's got the arm. I mean, I th- I think we I, I think pe- I think he's had an unfair rap, and he he I in my view he gets another two years before we declare him uh, a bust. I so think if you, if you, you guys the are three Bama quarterbacks now with Jalen Mack and Tua, where do you put them? I think Mack is three based on up his upside is just the lowest of the three of them, and um, right now I have Jalen ahead of Tua, but I think Tua could pass him. I think you guys quarterback. Yeah. You guys are missing something that I will tell you. I am an expert on, unlike any of any of you. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) And that is having a shitty, horrible owner. And the Dolphins are in a spot right now where Washington has been for 20 plus years, just about. And, uh, and the ownership there will hold that franchise back. I guarantee it. If if you see the Dolphins falter this year, and I and I'm I'm a seller of the Dolphins. Sorry, until they do it, I, I'm just not buying it. I get the pieces they put together, but you cannot uh, underestimate what that kind of uh, um, just negative uh, calamity in a building means as the season goes on, because every NFL team has, you know, adversity. I mean, they talk about it, you, you know, you've got to, you're going to go through two losses in a row for most teams and it's going to start, you know, everything's going to feel tighter, feel, feel, you know, you have to be more precise. And that's when ownership and culture in the building starts working its way down. And that is a toxic franchise, much like Washington is. What about, um, It's a great point. I was thinking as you were talking about a toxic ownership that's won a Super Bowl, you have to kind of go back a while. It's it's an interesting point. I hadn't really thought through. But while we're talking about buying and selling, we haven't talked about a team that I think started, I think 10 and 0 last year is close to it. Where are you? Yeah, where are you guys on Kyler and the Cardinals? Selling. 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 They're gonna have I think that their MO is their MO. They may have a great first half of the season. I think they were nine and zero, but um, they're they're going to crater in the second half, like they always do. And half of that's on their coach. The other half is Kyler. House. One of the things that I did flag to, to that point that I'm interested in is is the NFC West quarterbacks. 
right? Look at the stories. You've got Kyler that's going to be under the spotlight all, all season. Uh, the Travers Jimmy thing that we already talked about a little bit, what's happening there is Stafford healthy, right? I mean, what's going to happen to him? There's a, there's a little bit of a question mark around his arm going into right. the season. Right. And then you've got, I can't even believe I'm saying this Geno Smith. Huh? Oh, so, I God. mean, I, I think that's, there's some really retired. interesting quarterback stories in the, it, just in the, in that one division that are worth I, looking at. I think this is ridiculous, but some of the um, sports writers have are picking the Seahawks to finish ahead of the Cardinals that's in that division. It's it's preposterous, but that that's preposterous. how yeah. that's how little respect the Cardinals are getting right now. They're definitely a third place place team in that division. Well, I I gotta tell you, I think one of the interesting things to watch this year is how far the coaches takes. We just talked about so many teams that are either right on the precipice or they've got enough talent. And I think in the end, we saw two really brilliant young coaches and Zach Taylor and Sean McVay, you know, go, go head to head at the Super Bowl. Who is going to break through? Is it going to be this weirdo dude that looks like a nerd in war games from the dolphins or like, (laughs) Like, who is going to be that coach? Is it going to be Nick Sirianni of the Eagles? Do we cross off the Cowboys because of McCarthy? Or, you know, like... Plus. What's Who's that? Sean, coach? Sean Payton is looming large in Dallas. Yeah, Put it yeah he's their coach next year. Don't you think? He could be their coach this year. Yeah, midway. Who's the new coach for the Vikings? Oh, that is... Um, his name is at the tip of my tongue. Um but he's supposed to be an offensive dude. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Kevin O'Connell. Right, 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 right. Oh yeah, he's another. He's he another. Uh, he's another Washington Shanahan uh, football tree guy. Why yeah, would you keep him? Why would you keep him? And he was one. Him <laughs> and McVeigh. Uh, uh, O'Connell was the guy who kind of after McVeigh, everybody was like, "Don't lose this guy." Right. So I mean. You know, you, you had we've done, we've talked about this before. McVeigh, Shanahan, Lafleur, uh, and and now O'Connell all were all were on the Shanahan staff when he was in Washington. Well, speaking of, I think the last one you mentioned, Lafleur. You know, every pundit has the Packers still running away with that division. You've got an Aaron Rodgers who will not win a playoff game these days. You've got no Devonte Adams. You've got a sometimes injury-prone Aaron Jones. I am really curious to what the Packers are going to do this year. I don't know why everyone is so high on that team. I guess it's obviously because it's two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers, but that's regular season. So can LaFleur take this team minus Devontae Adams far? How far do you guys have the pack going? Far. Wow. No, I I think there's there's a chance that they they come in. I think there's there's a chance they're a wild card team. You mean the Vikings beat the Vikings win yeah. the uh, yeah. division? Yeah, because not only did they lose Devonte Adams, but the guy they drafted from North Dakota State has first of all he caught like two passes a game at North Dakota State. I don't know why everyone thought he was going to be the next Devonte Adams or even a savior, but he's not even their best rookie wide receiver on that team. Right, they have this guy, this other guy with uh, what's his name, Romeo something, Dubs, Dubs. I don't even know that one. Yeah, Doobie. yeah, yeah. Doobie, Romeo Doobie, Dubs. I could use one right now. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he could have a huge year because, as you heard, as you heard, uh, the the press conferences, they're they're not that happy with the receivers in camp this year. People are dropping passes left and right. You know, and of course, Jamar Chase had that going on in camp last year, and then look what he did. But I don't, I don't yeah. know, man. Don't Maybe, you put Rodgers? Rodgers is Rodgers don't you, can don't, break down at some point. He's he's not young. Tanyan's Tanyan's injured still. But don't you put Rodgers in that that camp of of rare quarterbacks like Brady who sure. have done it year after year without great help? I mean, look, 
he, we've never looked at Aaron Rodgers and said, oh, the Packers went out and really built a great, gave him a bunch of great receivers. And I mean, he, yeah, uh, Adams was was probably the best he's had in a long time. But like Brady, he's won games in divisions and and conferences, not with much around him on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, he's just that guy who who makes plays. They've always had a number one. Now they don't. So Milk will be upset if he listens to this pod and doesn't hear anything about the Bucks running away with the NFC South. But does anyone think that the very talented Saints defense and Jameis uh, plus a few, you know, returning Michael Thomas, Chris Olav, maybe Trevor Penning if he gets healthy coming in to play? Kamara, no suspension. Kamara, no suspension. Can the Saints challenge the Bucks? Oh yeah, they can. Yeah, they definitely. Really? I mean, how do you how do you have a four? What is he? Forty five. Oh, this forty five year old quarterback. A lot of shit going on. He's forty five with, with <laughs> one with one starting offensive lineman who's his right tackle, not even the one guarding his backside. I don't know. How, I mean, he's going to have to take two steps and throw, and then the defense is just going to. Packing in. I mean, I I don't know it's, how the Bucks are going to move the ball down the field. Can, can you? Can you? Oh my gosh! Really? Wow! Can you really take a Jameis Winston-led team at this point in his career over? I mean, same thing with Brady. This is where he thrives with with nothing around him. Where everyone says it's going to be a down year. He doesn't have the weapons. He doesn't have the tools. I get it. I mean, look, I'm an offensive line believer. I, you know, to me, that's the most important part of the game. So I, I'm, I'm contradicting myself a little bit here, but I just think this is what Brady does. And and it's like what Jameis doesn't do. Well, I, 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 if you ask me, what do I predict? I predict the bucks win the division, but Cass's question was, can it happen? Yes, it can. Rooster, you, you have, you have split the baby so many times today. It's really remarkable. You must have judged you practice Rooster. for these questions. Judge I mean, you are, I'm, I'm just, you are I'm right down the middle on all this I'm shit. Just, I'm just listening to the question. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jameis could, J- I mean, I think the Bucks are probably 10 and seven and the Saints are, are nine and eight. You know, wow. They're, they're I, close, I do think- but they're not going to, Bucks aren't going to run away with it. I I think, first of all, the Saints have a coaching change. And while Dennis Allen is a very nice defensive coach, I, I think I think that's a big deal to deal with a coaching change. I, I think Jameis ends up being a deer in headlights in big games. I think I think the Bucs still get at least 11 wins. And then I think they get steamrolled by the Rams in the playoffs. I think I think Brady is going to have a nice year. People are going to say a lot of great things. And then father time's going to catch him in the playoffs. Suck it, milk. Does, <laughs> does anybody give a shit that, uh, uh, Baker's playing for Carolina? No, no. That's like a pure, like NFL storyline, right? Like somebody wants people to talk about it, but it's we shouldn't be for any reason. It's, it's an upgrade. If CMC stays healthy, it's, it's a good sign. All they need to do is get the ball to that guy. And then now they have some decent receivers. It's an upgrade. So Matt staff, Matt staff had all kinds of fun toys to play with, uh, with the Rams and a good coach. Now a different Matt, you give Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, a couple other fun toys and a very good coach in Frank Reich. Can the Colts be this year's Bengals? No, nope. No. no, but they're in a weak division, and they should win that division. They should run away with that division. I think. The- I don't know about run away. You got the Titans are not yeah. going away. The Titans. I was going to say, even with the Titans, Titans are a tough team, no matter what. Titans have what? They no longer have AJ Brown. Tannehill is still their quarterback. They have a Henry coming off of a tough injury. I <clears throat> Titans suck. I, I will. You want to talk about the Colts quarterback and I'm going to talk about I'm going to be the, the homer here. Uh, I think only Rooster hasn't been so far at some point, but I I'm very curious to see what Carson does in Washington. I mean, Me too. he he melted down in the last game of the season last year. But before that, I mean, he, he had he had a really good season. Yes, um, he did. You know, he had a good season and, and I'm reading all this stuff about 
you know, teammates didn't like him and, and, you know, his owner threw him under the bus last year and all this. I, I don't know. And I think, I think he's got weapons around him. I mean, I think he's got good players around him. Washington's offensive line was good last year. It's been good for a while and they're pretty healthy right now. Knock on wood. Um, I, I don't know. I'm really curious. Plus they have the benefit of playing a really crappy schedule, right? I mean, they, that, that, they don't you have play four, you have four losses against the Cowgirls and the Eagles. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't well, see know, that way. But who's calling, calling, the, the, schedule who's calling is, the plays for the for the Commanders this year? Scott Scott Turner, and he's he's pretty respected in the league yeah. uh, at this point. So um, you know, probably the worst thing that's happened is is uh, the running back, the rookie running back Brian hey, Robinson Rob. getting yeah getting shot, and and but you know, thankfully, God thank. Thank God, because we've been through this in Washington. Um, he's going to be okay, and they expect him to suit up and play this year. Yeah. Is there a expected uh, return yet? I I think that it initially they they did not put him on the on the pup list, so that meant like if he had gone on the list, he couldn't come back until week five. And I think that they've they've not put him there. So, but I still think they're looking at week four or five, which is you know who early. you know who had a fumbling problem early on Tiki Barber, and the Giants handled it the opposite of the way you guys are handling Antonio Gibson. They they supported him. They they coached him up. They taught him how to hold the ball right. You guys are in his head. I mean, it's just I don't got, I don't think he's that's a talented, right. I talent though. I'm sorry. He gained a Brewster, thousand yards last year. I, you're right about the talent. They they worked with him and worked with him, and he came back this year and he had multiple fumbles in the preseason. I, I mean, see. at some point, you just you just got to say, hey man. But he's going to get a chance. He's going to get a chance. Yeah, but right after they met, totally messed up his head, he's going to get a chance. Is your D line healthy? And what have you done to replace the very good uh, right side of your offensive line that left? Um, so the D line, it, well, you can't say it's healthy until, uh, Chase Young is back. Right. I mean, and he's not back for week one, he'll be back soon. And of course, then the question is, what is he, you know, what level is he back at? I, you know, my understanding is with these ACL injuries, you come back and you're, once you're back, you're back. Right. But I, I don't know. Uh, that's a big unknown. The offensive line, I, I think is fine. They've actually drafted some guys. They've had some, um, you know, some guys who had to play last year because of injuries who actually performed fit pretty well. I don't think there's really much concern about the offensive line. I mean, injuries are, of course, you know, always, always something with linemen that you have to worry about. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I think the, I think the biggest question on offense for Washington is Carson. I, I'm going to repeat what I said a few pods ago. What we used to say in Philly is let the Bronco buck. You've got to, You've got to let this guy out of the pocket sometimes to be creative and make throws. He's just not a classic three-step, five-step drop passer. He's not. You, the, everybody tried to make him be that, but if they can protect him and let him be creative, he he's a very, very talented quarterback. I'm rooting for him. Like I said, I'm one of the 5% in Philly that roots for Carson I don't know why so many people hate him because he brought us ultimately to the Super Bowl with 13 and one start, but I, I I'm I'm rooting for him except for when we pummel you guys. Yeah, I think he's out of the league in two years. Oh, oh, Hope, what are you what are you looking for? You what you, what do you got going on that you're you're curious about this year? Well, you were ta- you were talking about strength of schedule, and and so I did a little dive into that, and obviously the NFC least has what three of the of the bottom four schedules. And I was actually surprised. I assumed the Cowboys would have a harder schedule since they're former, you know, they were division champs, but they're in the bottom five giants, Eagles, Cowboys, commanders, according to one stat I looked at were the bottom four. So, you know, you look at turnaround years and that's one reason I'm buying stock on the Eagles right now is because their schedule is pretty fucking easy. And, you know, if they, can turn it on, then the schedule is going to help get them to where they want to be. Um, you know, I, one thing I think about is uh, we, we talk about like in it, you know, the NBA or major league baseball, you know, you're an owner and you start the year and do you really, really think you, this is a possibility you can go to 
World Series or NBA championship or NFL for Super Bowl. I mean, how many GM owners out there legitimately think that their team could go to the Super Bowl this year? I mean, I, I think it's fairly limited number in the NFC, and it's there's like seven or eight in the AFC that think they could actually go this year. And I think that's why the AFC is going to be so much fun to watch. That's a great question. But Pope, when, when I wrote down that list, I think half the NFL, literally 16 out of 32 teams have a shot at making the playoffs. And I think in the NFL, once you make the playoffs, who knows? You're in the tournament, but you're in the tournament. Anything I mean, can happen. Bills, it Chargers, Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens, Colts, Titans, Raiders, Packers, Bucks, Rams, Cowboys, Eagles, Niners, Vikings, Cardinals, Saints. And all those teams, those GMs are saying we've got a shot if everything. Yeah. They there's healthy. about 15 plus teams that think they have a shot. I think there's 30, there's 32 teams. Yeah. yeah. I think 30 GMs think they're winning the Super Bowl because <laughs> I just think that's the mentality these guys have. There's no way the they're, Bears and the Giants think we haven't even talked about okay, the Bears or the, the Lions or, or the, the Jets or Giants or the Jets or, you know, and Texans, the Falcons, Jags, the Falcons, Falcons, Texans. Well, yeah. it's interesting. The strength of schedule is interesting because it does make a difference. Um, as the season goes on. The other thing that I think is really that I'm kind of looking forward to is, and maybe it's maybe it's not the teams, but Chargers versus Bills in the sense of which of these teams is going to take that step forward. And maybe it is Herbert versus Allen is really the storyline there. But you know, one of those teams I, I think is gonna is gonna like sort of lay claim to to the future. And you know, I, I, I don't know. I think that's going to be that's going to be a fun are, thing to watch. Really to. You guys, you want to know what the omen is? The Chargers picked up Sony Michelle. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys are really, really pissing off. You know, Patrick Mahomes. Listens, Patrick Mahomes listens to our show, and you're really pissing him off right now. And Andy Reid, all he does is go to the championship game. He might choke on a big piece of meat. Yeah, he's he goes good, well, yeah multiple times. Who's their number one wide receiver? Do you even know? I don't, it's probably Nicole Hardiman or something like that. Who's I don't Travis know. Kelsey catches every third ball that hits him in the hands. Nah, Juju Smith Schuster. Juju has been good in how long? We're just going to keep him from dancing on the logo. He'll be fine. He's, he's there's something, something happened to that guy. He's no longer all right. good. All right. Anybody else have any storylines they're watching this year? Anything that you, you really focused on? Hope you got one more. Well, you know, I we, we did a preview and for college football for the big games to watch. And I re, I just wrote down some and, and they're they're all AFC heavy. I mean, for our listeners, look out game this week. Bills at Rams. What a great game. That's going to be the second week. You got Chargers Chiefs. Then you got Chiefs Bucks week four. That's one of the few NFC you know Ooh. games. Where's Bills that? At, Bills at Chiefs. Uh, the Bucks game is in Tampa. Uh, Bills at Chiefs, week six. Chiefs at Bengals, week 13. Bills at Woo. Bengals, final week of the year. And, of course, I had to put in Cowboys at Lambeau Field for week 10. But what about Cowboys-Bucks? That was one. Bucks week one. Week one, that's huge. But I, I, guess, I guess maybe it has some down-the-road Super Bowl implications. I'm just saying, I'm not these, it, these I'm not AFC... AFC teams are going to beat each other up, but it's going to be fun to watch. What do you guys have in the Super Bowl? Let's get to it, man. All right. So I got final. I think we're doing final four and Super Bowl, right? Just, Go for I'm it. just doing just Super, Super Bowl. Just well, I'm doing final four. four. Fuck y'all. So final four. We've been talking about it. I got Bill's Chargers. And, uh, you know, the NFC is weak. So I got Cowboys Rams. Oh, uh, but, I, but I've got I've got Rams. <laughs> And I got Rams Chargers in the battle uh, at SoFi for the Super Bowl. And I got Rooster, you'll be happy to know. I got the Chargers winning it all this year. They're taking the next step. Uh, and, I, and I love the uh, the Herbert to Eckler connection because that's going to give me big fucking fantasy. It sure is, too. man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dumb vomiting. So uh, we are seeing an incredible rematch in the AFC championship between bills chiefs uh, this time, the bills leave no time on the clock from a homie and the bills make it to the super bowl and will face 
a return from the Rams who eke out the Eagles in the NFC Championship. And the SMQBs will be there in Arizona to watch that game. Bills versus Rams. The Bills get off the schneid of 0-4 in the Super Bowl, and Josh Allen gets his Super Bowl victory for the faithful in Buffalo. Break some fucking tables. So wait, that's that's the first game of the year and the last game of the year. Yeah. Thursday night, Bills yeah. Rams. Bills Rams. You're going to see it, it again. Isn't it interesting Love that it. the last year's Super Bowl AFC uh, participant is is no is not even a thought of anyone making it there this year. Anyway, I've got I've got an all LA Super Bowl Rams Chargers baby with the with the Chargers coming out on yeah top. Rooster. I well in the in the AFC I'm going KC versus Buffalo. And Buffalo comes out with revenge from last year. And in the NFC, popular pick, the Rams in the in the conference championship, but they're taking on the Commanders in the first year. And the Commanders <laughs> are going to the Super Bowl, baby. Oh, my God. That's that it. Is... We're hearing it here. Somebody right take his mic away. That, that could be you. the end of the pod. That disqualifies you. Get off the get off the <laughs> turn off your mic. <laughs> That's it. Oh you heard God. it here. Put your money on it right now, people. Oh my Put your God. money on it. All right. Oh my Looks God. Looks like we lost house. All right. That brings us to everyone's favorite uh, uh, football segment. I, I can't. I can't. I, I, I'm i seriously thinking about leaving the show over that. Okay. <laughs> I did have this the Eagles, Eagles uh, in the in the finals with the Rams, their house. Thanks. Thanks, Rooster. That makes I hope fun. that makes you feel better. Lock them up. Let's go. This is it. This is the Plaxico. Lock them up. All right. Just remember, here are the rules. All right. House, uh, are you going to keep score again this year for us? I've got I've got the chart, and everyone will be reminded that we were amazing last year. Remind yes. me, what, what line we're using? We're using Score Mobile because they're now sponsoring us. And so <laughs> um, we're using the line as of the okay. time of the pod. And I'm going to get you guys going with Milk, who has mailed in his pick uh, with a note. He is he is going with the Dolphins minus three at home against the Patriots. And if he loses in week one, he's going opposite day every week for the rest of the year. So <laughs> that's, a good pick. that's a good pick, Milk. Milk's uh, yeah. got Milk's got the uh, the Finns minus three. And now we will turn to Bison. All right, I got uh, the Ravens giving seven to the Jets. Okay, wow, that's a good one. That's a lot of points, but I like it. That's a lot of points. Uh, Pope? I'm getting on the bandwagon early. I got my Chargers giving three at home over the Raiders. Your Chargers. Your wow. Chargers. Roosters Chargers, sorry. I you think were, they're Roosters Chargers. You were first. Wow. I just want to say uh, there's an adjustment there, Pope. We're going with score mogul. You're going to have to cover three and a half. I figured it. Fuck it. Yeah, I'll take it. You still with it? Still with it. Won't even be close. Okay. What's the, what's the score mobile line for the Eagles, Lions, and uh, Broncos, Seattle? The Eagles are minus four at the Lions, and the Broncos are minus six at the Seahawks. You're up, Rooster. All right, I'm going Eagles Lions. All right, the Eagles don't, are, don't mess me up. You're giving four. Else. Eagles giving are giving four. four on the road. I, you guys know I do not like road teams at all in this thing. So I really think the Giants suck donkey balls this year. And so I'm going with the Tennessee Titans covering minus five and a half. Yes, I'm still drunk from Nashville, but I wow. like the Titans. They're pissed off uh, and they've got something to show for it. And so the Titans minus five and a half uh, at home against the Giants. There you have it. Good luck. All right, boys. There you go. Wow. Will any will any of us get anything right this season? <laughs> we I think we had one. Team past post five hundred. I think milk was over five hundred. Yeah, it was. It was once he started doing the opposite of what his gut told him. Every I already guaranteed you at the last end of last year that I'm going to win this. You did. You're right. Yes, you did. Uh, Just so you know, milk. This is a a a thousand dollars to the winner of the Plaxico Locks. You're in. (laughs) 
Pope, you want to give us a real quick college football recap from uh, what what really was the first weekend? Oh gosh, quick! Uh, I get your get your gong out. I guess uh, there were some wacky games, and they were special teams is <laughs> deciding a, a lot of the big games this weekend. So. Uh, North Carolina State, who's a little darling of, of a lot of people early on, should have lost to East Carolina, but they couldn't make a fucking extra point. Guy yanked it wide left, and then he missed a game-winning field goal from 41 yards. So that's one. Two, Florida State beat LSU by one point. LSU has a remarkable drive, scores on the last play of the game, and, and all they had to do is kick it and go to overtime, and the blocked extra point in three. Second time, second time in the game. <laughs> Yes. North Carolina. If if Appalachian State could just convert two point conversions either once one to one or two times, then they would have won the game. Somehow Carolina escapes on a Caleb Love buzzer beater 63 61 in Boone when great, uh, great fourth quarter defense. How many? 40, 40 points, points, which is a is an FBS record for the fourth Dennis quarter. May, Dennis May. Fucking Mac Brown. Didn't tell his uh, special teams that they need to just down the ball if they get it on the onside kick and they take it for a touchdown. The only way that Appalachian State could possibly come back and score and tie and go to overtime is a touchdown, which they score, of course, in the last nine seconds. So that game was was out of hand. Special teams are going to be big issues all throughout the college season. Um, Ohio State survived against Notre Dame. I'm not sure I was impressed by Ohio State. Maybe Notre Dame impressed me a little bit more how close it was. The big upset, and I'm sorry he's not here to talk about it, didn't send in a report, is is the Gators in the swamp took mm-hmm. out, you know, the 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 best as of now of the Pac twelve. Uh and and did we see a new star was born with Anthony Richardson? Because that guy is athletic and he had made some great plays. Um, but you know, a pick in the end zone, otherwise Florida state ties or goes to overtime and, and, or they win the game. Uh, so great job milk. Um, you know, I guess one of the bigger stories was Georgia flexed their muscles 49 to three, the decimated, destroyed, pummeled the ducks, uh, and looks like Stetson Bennett. Maybe he's a guy we need to talk about as possible Heisman candidate. And then Bama was warming up for Texas, 55 points. Bryce had uh, six touchdowns, five rushing, one, five passing, one rushing. And then, you know, Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, it looks like they're going, they're going. That's places. your Heisman. That's your Heisman right there. Well, so, so what's interesting though, real quick, is a lot of interesting games week one. Week two is kind of a dud. There's only really two games that are even that interesting. And one I'll be at, which is uh, Bama. Uh, down in Austin, uh, the Sark Hook Bowl. Hook them. The Sark Bowl. Uh, and and then Appalachian State, who can put some points on the board at College Station. So that'll be an interesting game. AM won pretty easily, but uh, we'll see what happens. But other than that, there's no top 10 matchups. You got Baylor and BYU. Look, shit about the, the, the story from last weekend is very much this college football is what we know it is, it's, it's about one conference. Georgia destroying Oregon and Florida, which is probably the fifth or sixth best team in the SEC, beating, you know, the Pac-12's top team tells you all you need to know. It's a snooze fest. We go back to watching just the SEC and nothing else matters. I don't know about LSU didn't exactly show much against Florida State. Brian Kelly. Bison, you know, I'm on the bandwagon for college football this year. That's really unfair. We had buzzer beaters that were equivalent to college basketball this year. If you didn't watch Old Dominion versus Virginia Tech, the the Pitt no, game, no, no. Penn State game, college football is fun. But that's this point fine. is none of those but games don't matter in the in the yes in the end. That, that's right. They, they're fun if, games. If and that's the only reason you watch fun. college football, the only reason you watch college football is to see who's going to win that championship. Bison, you're absolutely right. But college football is a product is fun. Every Saturday there are fun games. And Pope, you are the college football genius, but you missed a good game next week. And Pope and Milk is going to be pissed. You got oh, yeah. Kentucky, great, Florida. Yes, a great quarterback matchup. Just not a top ten. Guy or of top Kentucky 25. versus Anthony Richardson. Those two guys are going to be fighting to get a Heisman invite in in next week's game. That that's how good these two quarterbacks could Jeez. be. All right. If if you care about winning the national championship, you play to win the game. 
That's all that matters is win the championship. You all right. To get the NIL. Uh, 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 yeah, that's right. Good, all right. good job, Pope. Uh, that was nice uh, and quick. Uh, enough on college football. I was waiting for Thank the buzzer. God. I did give it. Uh, did you not hear it? I think you just ignored it when right no, over it. Didn't hear uh, it. I didn't hear it. Uh, all right. Uh, quick hits. Who's got a quick hitter to, to, to wrap up a little bit here? All right. I got to go with this one. Aaron Judge. I watched the game today. He hit. Number 54, Ooh. a blast into the upper deck. Last two games, he's like accounted for, you know, the, the all their offense pretty much. He and they finally broke the the losing streak in the last game against Tampa. He had a, a one run homer and scored the other run. And they won two, two to one. You Today, know what, Rooster? He, he's just, I mean, the guy's gonna win the the um triple crown. You know what, Rooster? Aaron Judge is really good, and he wasn't even as good as one Albert Pujols in August. You've got to read this piece that Bison oh, sent around from Jason Stark yep. in The Athletic. You're right. I mean, he's as old as Brady. He's as old as dirt. He's, this guy's paleolithic, and he's going to hit 700 home runs, and he'll never be on the Rushmore with those other 700 home run hitters, and he deserves every part of it. The, what Pujols is doing right now is ridiculous. Ridiculous, Bison. It, it is. Is, is there I any chance any chance that Pujols comes back next year after doing so great this year and makes a run at the Babe? I'd if love he gets to see seven, that. If he gets to seven hundred, he really should just retire on on top. No, take the Babe out. It's last year. Last year he was terrible. Yeah, uh, whatever. I mean that, whatever, whatever he's that. doing. You got to read that article, and and uh, one of our one of our listeners, uh, Tad Thomas, told me that he even got a little teary eyed last night when uh, when Pujols hit, hit a game winning, I guess, game winning home run last night because he's continuing into September. Uh, it's really remarkable what the guy's doing. What's his number up to on homers? Six ninety five. Six ninety six. I think. I think he's at ninety six now. So hmm. it, it just another another quick one on baseball. You know, once again. You know, we're not seeing it because it's it's uh, the Angels, but man, Otani, Otani, Otani. This is brought to you by uh, Cousin Justin. Um, 30 home runs, 10 wins, a 2.67 ERA. And it all is just so quiet. Never been he's done playing, before. He's playing in that market out there. And it's really a shame. Otani might be you know, making a claim for, for one of the greatest baseball players of all time. And, uh, and, and you just, you got to pay attention to this, what he's doing. He's now learned how to throw a hundred mile per hour sinker, by the way. Yeah. He's, Who can't he's do that. Yeah. Um, if I think we all have to give a, uh, a nod, shout out, whatever it is. We talked about it at length before, but seeing that final match from Serena, uh, it was a little upsetting to see her give it away because she was in charge of that match. But uh, it's just tired. She got tired. She, she got wore, tired. Yeah, she got worn out. Tom Johnovich, Rudy Pete's daughter, really good. I think she had, I think there were 14 match points or something like that. It was a 14 point game. It was just in, insane. And some of the points, some of the winners she had in that match, in that final game, demonstrated why she's the greatest athlete women's athlete that will ever play tennis. Sorry, Martina. Sorry, Steffi. Sorry, whoever you are, Margaret court, but Serena is just in a different league. Well, and what about the crowd that was there for both of those matches? I mean, you had tiger woods, you had you know, Oprah, I think was there spike Lee. I mean, you had all kinds they of won. celebs. It was they a won. big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Any more quick hits? Do we have a punchable face of the week this week? Well done, athletes. We not well, well done, athletes. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're all in a good yeah. mood. We're going into the NFL. Yeah. People are excited. Athletes behaving to their best of their ability. For this one is week. the first for one week. Don't worry. The NFL starts Thursday. We will most certainly have some people to punch. How about a lasso? House, what do you got for us? Um, you know, it's sad that this has to be a lasso in the circumstances that led to it. But, uh, three months ago, we all watched in a lot of pain and tragedy over what happened 
in Uvalde and Robb Elementary School. And three months later, the high school in Uvalde had to take to the field to play football. And um, they were deciding whether or not to retire the number 21 for all time because 21 people were killed in that massacre. And instead, they decided to give it to somebody who embodied community service, et cetera, et cetera. And they, their first game, they played on the road. And uh, not only did they win 21 to 13, but their standout defensive player, Justin Rendon, number 21, played lights out and won the game ball. So that brought them home for their first home game this past Friday, where uh, the Uvalde Coyotes were playing against the Eagle Pass Mavericks and were down 28 to 27 with 36 seconds to go. And if you have not yet seen the footage of this, with 36 seconds to go, they had a 51-yard, very improbable run, followed by, with 12 seconds to go, a one-handed catch in the end zone. All of this culminated two days of visits from the McNair family, who owns the Houston Texans, along with Lovey Smith, who together the Texans had bought them Nike uniforms. And after all of this um, incredible 2-0 start, the Uvalde team, um, it just so happens that the the medical coordinator, the the basically the the uh, physical health doctor for the Texans, actually went to Rob Elementary, where this massacre happened. And all these kids from Uvalde High School football team are being invited to the suite of the first game against the Colts, where the Texans will be wearing a decal that says Uvalde Strong for the first game. It's a pretty awesome story. It's what Lasso's about. And uh, I'm I'm just really sports, as you've said before, Bison. Sports can be a great uniter against some very difficult times. And what sports did for the Uvalde community is what the Lasso is all about. So here's to the Lasso. Here's to the Uvalde high school football team in that community for a Lasso. Well, and, and to the Texans too. They yeah. also donated a bunch of uh, new Nike equipment for the team for the year as well. Agreed. That's a good one. Real, real good lasso. I'm going to give you one too. And it's, it's just something that, that I just learned about. I don't know. Do you guys know about the Hawkeye wave oh, yeah. at, at Iowa? You yeah. know, this, this uh, it's, you know, it's a tradition, but it's a new tradition. I think it started in 17. And what happens is at the end of the first quarter, when the clock hits zero, the fans all turn to the uh, university of Iowa Steed family children's hospital, which I guess is built sort of uh, opposite the stadium. And so all the families who are there in these pediatric in this pediatric hospital can come to the windows and watch the game. And and so at the end of the first quarter, the whole stadium turns and waves to the families up there who are taking care of their sick kids. And they started now where I think they have a child captain of the team and, and the child gets to pick the song that they'll play at the end of the first quarter. Uh, and I just I just learned about that. It seems like a really cool new tradition, uh, and and I think uh, the Hawkeyes are onto something with that, and and good for them. It's it's a uh, it's a nice little tribute and another uh, worthy lasso, I think. It's a great one. Mm-hmm. We can cross off Rafael Nadal as being the goat. He just got upset in the U.S. Open. Oh boy! Wow! Breaking news! All right. Well, you guys Medvedev got anything else? And Nadal. Anybody no, got anything else this week? Fly nope. Eagles fly, baby. Let's, it's let's, here. Not, let's not ruin, ruin a preview, an NFL preview show with tennis talk, fellas. Let's, yeah. take it, let's leave it out there. I'll consider editing that out. Yes, please do. We are ready to go. NFL. All let's right, go. guys. Fly Oh, wow.
SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening. <laughs>